Hello and welcome to another episode of Productivity's Multicultural Networks podcast. This series is called Share Your Stories and aims to provide a platform for people to share their stories and life experiences with a broader Productivity community because we're more than just a company here. In these episodes, we will explore themes of identity, experiences, belonging and family. Today we have Das, a senior manager from the Canberra office here with us today. Welcome Das and thank you for agreeing to be on our podcast. Uh, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure thing. Thank you for having me and thank you for, for all the time and effort you're going to put into this as well. A little bit about myself, did you say? Yeah, that's right. Um, so I've been with the Productivity now for coming on four years. As you mentioned, a senior manager in tech consulting space, technically, but also do plenty of internal audit, IT audit kind of things. What else would you like to know? I guess more about your personal life. I mean, how would you define yourself? I guess identify yeah. yourself in this day and age, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, a, um, that's an interesting question. I think yeah. whenever you're talking about identity, there's a lot of nuance, right, to, to the answers you get. The, the short answer for me is I identify from an, an ethnicity perspective. I identify as a, a Sri Lankan Australian, mm. I guess. Did you migrate over here or were you, is it like a first yeah. generation? Migrated over here, yeah. yeah. So I was born in Sri Lanka. Yeah. Uh, and then we migrated, my family and I migrated to Australia, straight to Canberra yeah. in December 1990. So I was I was two years and two months old. So ah, yeah. yeah, I'm very Australian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that means there would have been some I guess challenges that you would have had to overcome. So in that, like you know, what are some of the interesting things that you don't mind telling us about? Like you know, yeah. having a mixed identity. Yeah. Oh, look, lots of things. Uh, lots of very interesting experiences. I think growing up throughout your life uh, as a Sri Lankan Australian, probably really trying to understand who you are. I'm someone that's always considered myself to have a strong sense of identity, but yep. with age, I've sort of learned to sort of understand a bit more that from a cultural perspective, I've always, I've probably spent a lot of time and energy trying to understand exactly how I fit in, because I think. Sri Lankan migration to Australia probably hit a boom around about the mid to late 80s, early yeah. 90s, th through the 90s. Yeah. I, I don't have any stats to back that up, but I'm thinking like just <laughs> from a lot of people that I've known and seen, a lot of us yeah. seem to move to Australia around that time. Yeah. And there weren't too many other, like, there were definitely, there was Sri Lankan migration before us, but probably not a heap. And so I think growing up, I never really knew, ex I didn't have anyone to... I guess look up to in a sense mm -hmm. someone who was experiencing their childhood the same as I was to have that the Sri Lankan culture at home but be surrounded by Australian culture there were like I said there were probably a few people but not heaps to understand you know how to how to be how to act how to handle the the differences yeah. and things like that looking back on on the last 30 years just having it's it's funny to think about you know how how you you've you're sort of drawn towards different cultures and, and things like that and, and found your own identity. So that's probably one of the, the challenges or uh, one of the interesting things I think I, I think about myself from a, a cultural perspective growing up. Yeah. Was it because I kind of relate to that growing up as an Indian myself and yeah. migrating when I think I was like 10 years old, old or something. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. You know, yeah. you have to you don't know what's right. You don't know what's wrong because <laughs> your culture is a bit different yeah. to like the Australian culture here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess what was something with the biggest challenge for you like that you still remember and something that you probably could you know 
tell yourself now that it's okay that it happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, a deep question. Um, yeah. <laughs> probably at home, what I was, I guess, used to was so different to what my friends at school were experiencing. Yeah. So, you know, they were, they were going out on dates, they were having sleepovers, Swearing, calling, calling their parents by their first <laughs> names, and I was like, "Man, I would get, I would get, get slapped." Yeah, like yeah, um, and yeah, it just kind of it makes you, it makes it a little bit hard to try and be, try and fit in at school in a sense because you know, mm-hmm. oh, like I'm not going to get to go to that sleepover, yeah. or like, what am I going to have to say to my parents to get to go to this party, kind of thing. And I was never particularly resentful about it. I think I was, I was pretty comfortable in it. But I think there were there were times when you, you you feel like oh like how do I fit in kind of thing. Yeah. So I probably probably would if I was to speak to to my younger self just say look it's I don't know it's part of life and it kind of works out. Damn, you stole one of my questions right there. Which was <laughs> 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 what would, like if you were young, what would you probably, tell yourself? Yeah, I think I don't know. I, one of the now, funny one of yeah. the funny things is like I, I kind of think about this a lot is a lot of males, particularly of like South Asian descent. Um, in Australia and like in Western cultures, we all tend to, a lot of us you find will really like R&B music, mm. uh, like hip hop culture and like yeah. African American culture and things like that. And I look back on that, I still do. Uh, I look back and I kind of think about why that is because you know, I'm not a gangster myself, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. African American, but yeah. that was all I had to relate to on, on television and popular culture and things mm-hmm. like that. And I think there were times when it's kind of like, oh, I like trying to find myself in that kind yeah. of thing. Probably the only advice I'd say to, to myself as a, a younger person is, look, you're not that, mm. in a sense. Yeah. Not, not that I regret any of that or anything yeah. like that, but also you're not like full-blown, true blue Aussie in a yeah. sense, right? You're somewhere in the middle and just to be comfortable not fitting in to mm. any particular known mould already and just to yeah. be happy to break your own mould. That's right. I guess like, uh, you know, being the black sheep isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Yourself. Yeah. You yeah. don't always have to follow the crowd. That's it. And that's a very that's unique it. thing. And I think everyone is unique in their own way Absolutely. when it comes to it. But I guess in saying that, you know, th- there's so many stories in the media about the disadvantages mm. of migrating into a country that's n- that you don't, you know, normally associate yourself with. Yeah. What do you think were the advantages for yourself growing up? Yeah, right. It's a good question. I think... If, when I think about myself in the workplace, for example, and probably mm. through through personal life as well, I was thinking about this the other day. I think coming from a different cultural background has really helped me develop my empathy. And that's not to say I'm like some super empathetic <laughs> person. It's, I think it's a skill that you know yeah. you're always working on. But growing up, always feeling different and experiencing life so differently to a lot of people around you, and having that sort of, I guess yearning to be understood because you kind of you you tend to understand everything going on around you pretty well because your friends you understand their relationships and things like that but you're so foreign to them for whatever reason it's hard to draw the link between that but I think that's sort of encouraged me to try and experience or think of life through other people's shoes more certainly I think in the workplace particularly in industries like ours it's so important to try and and empathize with with your colleagues with your clients and that kind of thing so i would say that's probably one of the things that i I was thinking about the other day i think just being different growing up Mm. has encouraged me to try and and think like other people more and understand other people more what what does it mean then for you to be belonging somewhere what does belonging mean (laughs) to you is essentially what it's saying that's a yeah that's a tough 
that's a yeah. tough one because but you know you're stuck in the middle yeah. you go home you have a you have a different set of values you have to look <laughs> yeah. up to and then yeah. you're outside there's a different set of values yeah um but where i guess you know i guess the easier way to look at it is in that venn diagram mm. where does it overlap <laughs> yeah. where you go yeah. this is my sweet spot <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's not exactly one circle that's all overlap um you know it's interesting that like and maybe you've experienced this as well when you go back to the the motherland mm. um they they see you as the aussie yeah you know, like, uh, even my, my grandmother's nickname for me before she passed away it translated to like whitey right the same. Well, yeah and it's not a it's not a racist term it's no, actually no. a compliment right it's, <laughs> it's uh, because like having fair skin is is yeah. regarded as beautiful and it's funny, like my cousins will, you know, give me a bit of grief <laughs> and go, "Oh, you wouldn't know, is he? Is he Aussie boy?" <laughs> that kind of thing. And then, and then you come, you come to Australia, which I, I would call home. Yeah. And and you you feel like you know the, the culture that you're surrounded by is so different to what you're you you see at home and things like yeah. that, and, and you look different to people. So belonging to me, I, I don't I don't know if it's, it's if it's a matter of fitting in or anything like that. Mm. I, like you said, it's a mm. matter of you know you've got to be comfortable standing out. Belonging to me, I, I guess, at the end of the day, is probably just wherever you're most comfortable and most free to, to be yourself and who you are. So I guess I, I, I'm fortunate in that sense, even though I, often I feel like pretty different to the people around me, wherever I go. Yeah. You know, I can go home, go, sorry, back to Sri Lanka with with my extended family and I can be myself and, yeah. and still feel very much like I belong. Yeah. And then I can come here, I can even come into the workplace where you know you're, you're expected to be professional all, all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. but i never really feel like i'm holding my myself mm-hmm. back from being myself and certainly you know my friends at school and things i could i yeah. could be myself so belonging i think that's what it is for mm-hmm. me just just being free and not not feeling restricted in any way mm-hmm. to be yourself that's very well said i think i've never thought it <laughs> of it to that extent but that's that's very well put right there but i guess moving on i have you know how just Getting a bit of background about you, Daz, how long ago did you move yeah. to Australia? What year? And what is it? How is it different from then to now? Because Australia has well, evolved as well oh, a lot. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So December 1990, which <laughs> a while ago now. Yeah. Um, how has it changed? Oh, so much. I think I don't obviously know really first time what Australia was like in the 50s and 60s, mm. and and obviously things were very very different for immigrants and and people of color back then i guess the country's been through waves of you know european immigration and and then there was lots of like i have vietnamese friends or friends of vietnamese backgrounds who you know a lot of their families came in around the 70s 80s when i grew up in the early 90s in canberra there were not too many other brown kids around and it was funny i remember people would ask oh where are you from and i'd say oh sri lanka and they were like oh What's that? Like, where is that? Never heard of it. And then there was the 1996 Cricket World Cup uh, where Sri Lanka won it, yep. beat Australia. And I remember that was a life-changing event for me because I suddenly everyone suddenly went from like, well, what, what is that? What did you say to, oh, yeah, yeah. you must like cricket kind of thing. And I suddenly had something in common with people. Yeah. And I think it's just a bit of a mark of, of how you know, things have sort of steadily changed throughout time. I think talking to my parents, for example, and the experiences that they had in, in their workplace. Um, you know, neither, like I come from very much a working class family, neither of them worked in, in offices mm. or in corporate jobs. Yeah. Um, but I think they did work in environments where you're probably more susceptible to discrimination and, and being seen yeah. differently. And so 
comparing that to being in a world now where you know it's so frowned upon to be mm. to be seen differently and there's a real push towards you know unity and things like that mm. how things have changed i guess as a result of that i think just you can just be more comfortable yeah. uh, and i think p- people are so much more aware of making sure that you're comfortable regardless of of who you are yeah. kind of a thing yeah there's there's so many different ways i think australia has, de- has changed in that but what's really interesting is just how how quickly it has yeah, because, that's right. You know, I guess it doesn't feel like that long for me, <laughs> that long ago for me, yeah. probably is for you guys, but the, the early 90s and things like that, to, you know, our experiences of, you know, casual racism and things like mm-hmm. that, to you know, the, some of the stuff you'd hear and experience back in the day, you, you wouldn't really think too much about it. But these days, if someone said anything remotely close to that, everyone would just like stop, oh, in, yeah. their, you know, stop in their tracks and yeah. what was that sort of thing. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think, you know, to some extent I do relate to it. Because in my early years, I faced a lot of racism coming into Perth. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, th- there's a Perth is like change. five years behind us. Five years behind around. every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you say 1990, Perth is probably 1985. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyone from Perth listening to this. <laughs> um, I guess the one more question I had is, like, what are some invisible cultural differences that you mm. don't often hear spoken about? That's yeah. yeah. Um, there are a few. I think there are subtle. Uh, a, again, it's a mark of how quickly we're quickly we're developing because this is probably something I, I think people are probably more aware of now mm. than they were even five years ago. But I was thinking about this question and, and I was I was reminded of the whole cultural difference around body language. You know, often in other cultures, particularly like Asian cultures, you know, things like eye contact, the firm handshake there's not as much emphasis on that, right? And in some cultures, it's a, they're even considered you know, rude or, or aggressive. Yeah. yeah. But you come into, in, into Western cultures, and particularly in like the workplace and things like that, traditionally, there's been a lot of emphasis on, on eye contact when, when speaking. Yeah. It's, it's regarded as rude not to. And people will often judge someone on, on the firmness of their handshake. And, yeah. and generally speaking, just the confidence that they, mm. that they have and, and exude, I guess. Whereas... In some other cultures, it's it's a fine line between that and, and being seen as disrespectful. Mm. And often someone, say, in like a workplace situation might be expected to behave in a more subservient way to mm. their bosses and things like that. So I think that's probably... Like back in the day, I remember I... So I had to sort of not train myself, but really practice a bit of, you know, eye contact when talking to people and, and firm handshakes and things like... Because that wasn't really something I was trained to do at home and you know, didn't really have a lot of emphasis of emphasis or focus on that so those are probably some of the more invisible things because i think generally people would say oh yeah a firm handshake eye contact those are just those are fundamental yeah. things in the workplace and things like yeah. that but from a, a cultural perspective mm. people from from different parts of the world probably don't have that kind of a no yeah. you know i remember uh, working in malaysia at one point yeah. Um, you know, if you go give a visiting card with just one hand, that's rude. It has to be yeah, both hands, hands, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So if you do that here like this, it's, you kind of get <laughs> okay, it. pretty it's, weird. It's like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. been super nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, but I, I can understand that as well. I think that's a very good point. Uh, not something that I think is spoken about a lot uh, because these small things, I think they make a major difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they account for a lot of like the people's personalities coming into work, going out, socializing, 
all it of makes those a things. huge difference. Absolutely, yeah. It, it, I mean, when you when you're in that default position of being a little bit more timid and things like that, yeah. you're, you're less likely to be asked to yeah. the social events, and you're less likely to be thought of in in career discussions and things like that. Correct. Um, but having said that, I think compared to like my previous workplaces and things and, and having been involved in some of those discussions and things at Productivity, mm. you can see there are a lot of people that are, that I guess think in a way that is, is conscious of those yep. kinds of things. That's right. Uh, which is, um, is nice. It's nice to play, be in a place where people do a bit more walking the walk um, yeah. rather than you know, just sort of talking the talk about DNI and things yeah. like that. That's actually a very good point. I think in the previous places I've worked, this is the only place that I've kind of realized that my the cultural difference that I kind of bring in yeah. is understood, accepted, yeah. and it's 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 not something taken into consideration as a negative. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's more like it's okay. Yeah. We can we we we're still doing the hard work, he's doing yeah. the hard yards and that's yeah. what matters. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's yeah. very important in creating a supportive work environment at the end yeah, of the day so as well. I think yeah. we do a good job of that. I remember that one of my first days in productivity I I sat at my desk and I looked around and I was like, man, there are some people here that I would not hang out with <laughs> usually. <laughs> and uh, like my previous workplace, I didn't have that. I sat down yeah. and there were like all these people that I knew from uni, yeah. you know, that were friends of friends. We all had similar interests and things like that. Yeah. And and to, to meet people at Productivity who have like wildly different <laughs> tastes in music and, yep. and interests and hobbies and things like that was really eye-opening and, and still get along <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely it's, it's been really cool and, and probably yeah, one of the honestly. most sort of positive changes for me yeah it, it's, it's honestly just like a it's like a second home you just walk in you just talk yeah. to everyone it's chill That's it. That's yeah it. it's very chill i yeah. love it all right that i think we are way past over our time <laughs> and it's only because we've just had such a great conversation and thank you so I much i really enjoyed it thank you thank so you. much Dad. uh well that wraps up another episode of Productivity's Multicultural Networks podcast, Share Your Story. Thank you for listening. And once again, thank you, Das, for joining us today to share your story. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your colleagues. If you'd like to be part of our podcast and share your story with the Productivity community, please do not hesitate to reach out to your office's multicultural network team. We'd love to hear from you. Finally, make sure you keep an eye out for the newsletters to catch all the latest episodes of the series. And thank you again, and we'll see you next time.